You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Access to the Throne of Grace is the title of this devotion. For many, this is a mystery. However, the Bible, really from the book of Exodus, right through, actually, of course, from Genesis right to Revelation, shows us the throne of God and how God reigns in the heavens and on the earth and under the earth and that every knee to Him must bow of those in heaven and earth and under the earth. And these scriptures are throughout the Bible. And we see about the throne life, but many Christians do not realize that they have access. And what is the access? And how do I gain access? And how do I know the access? How do I perceive it? How do I recognize it? I mean, if you come to my house and you have the little doorbell and I come and open the door and give you access and you come into my home and you say, well, yes, I go to that street, I go to that house, I ring that bell, I walk through that door, I can see that, I can understand it. But when it comes to the kingdom of heaven, even Nicodemus, who was a religious, educated man who was a, a priest in the land of Israel in his days, or a high up influential spiritual man, yet he did not understand when Jesus began to talk to him about access into the kingdom of heaven. When he said to Jesus in John 3, we can see that God is with you for no one can do the things you do unless God is with him. And Jesus said, Nicodemus, you cannot access, enter, same thing, the kingdom of heaven unless you have a new birth, unless you're spiritually made alive. And so I want to just start here in Hebrews chapter 4 and read this wonderful thing because if you came to my house right now the door's locked you can't get in and actually there's nobody there if you ring the bell there's nobody there to give you access but if I'm home and you come I come to the door and I give you access so I want you to see this simplicity to help your faith to begin to know by faith, I have access and how to have that access, okay? Seeing then, this is Hebrews 4 verse 14, seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let's hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy to find grace to help in time of need. What I want you to see here is that God through Jesus gives us confidence to come 
You see, Jesus talked about going to his father's house in John 14 in the most matter-of-fact way, in the most simple, like me going home. I would just say, yeah, I'm going to go home. Okay, yeah, I'll, see, yeah, I'll see you there. You know, in other words, I would talk about it as simple as, as could be. And Jesus talked that way about going home. He said, I'm going to my father. In my father's house are many rooms for you. So come, I will prepare a place for you. Jesus welcomed us to come. You know, and I want you to gain this confidence of heart that Jesus is the one who opens the door, the way. He says, I am the door. Nobody can enter into the heavenly life except by me. I give access into the fold, the heavenly life, the life where we're being kept by the Father in communion and fellowship with Him and the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I am the door and I give access. I give you access. Oh, I love that scripture in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7 or 8, where he says that we now are made accepted in the beloved. Oh, our, according to the riches of His grace. We're accepted. We are welcomed. Welcomed into the house of God. We're no longer strangers. No, we're members of the house, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 18. We're members of the family through Jesus. And we have access. We have boldness, confidence to come because Jesus is there to welcome us in and say, come. You see, you are made welcome in the Heavenly Father's presence through the Son in you. When Jesus lives in your heart, then you will realize how welcome you are. Chapter 9 of Hebrews, verse 8, please. Chapter 9, verse 8. Listen to this. The Holy Spirit indicating this, that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest while the first tabernacle was still standing. The first tabernacle, you see two ministries of the Lord Jesus. You entered in to the, to the first part of the tabernacle through the gates called the truth. And, and Jesus then brings you into the revelation of the truth by the altar of sacrifice and the washing. It is through the sacrifice that he made that you are washed, it says in Hebrews 10 verse 14. Made spiritually new inwardly is what that means. And those two ministries that welcome you in to the truth is the washing of a new birth. And then you have the next curtain, the way into the holy place. And in the holy place, you have three ministries of the Lord Jesus Christ. You have the sevenfold candle, the showbread, and right before the veil of the holiest of all, which is called <clears throat> the life. You have the altar of incense. So we get the revelation. We begin to feed on the holy heavenly life, the showbread, and we begin to worship in spirit and truth and are led into this newness of life into perfect communion with the Father and His Son in the Holy Spirit. 
Oh, how the old tabernacle symbolizes what we now have by the Holy Spirit. God gave practical pictures, so to speak, of spiritual realities. These realities of heaven become visible in us. They're visible, invisible to the world, but they become visible in us through the Holy Spirit. And you see, the access into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest. The revelation of that life was not yet made manifest. There was a foretaste of it. There were many scriptural references to it, but the revelation of it in the flesh will, had not yet come until Jesus offered his body on Calvary's cross and the Holy Spirit indicated that he was now the new life giving way into fellowship with the Father by tearing the curtain of the holiest of all from top to bottom and making the way. So listen to this here. The, the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest while the first tabernacle was still standing. It was symbolic of the present time in which gifts and sacrifices are offered, which cannot make him who performed the service, here it comes, perfect in regard to the conscious. You see, friends, <coughs> that access into the throne of grace has everything to do with your and my conscious. When your conscious is still marred by sin, it still feels unholy. It still feels guilty of wrong, of failing. It still feels falling short. I'm not good enough. I'm not acceptable. I'm not well-pleasing. I, I, I have so many weaknesses. See, that's the conscious. That's what you're conscious of. And that shows you you're conscious of self, of the flesh, self, the flesh nature. And the flesh nature comes from Adam and has that cursed, demonic poison of self-exaltation, seeking self, pride in it. It's in the flesh. I have it in my flesh. It has no power over me because the spirit of life in Christ conquered that nature of sin, that nature of self when he offered self as a perfect sacrifice to the Father. Now the Holy Spirit administers the life of his blood that offered himself perfectly to the Father, to me, to cleanse my heart from consciousness of self and sin. You see it? So that is opening the way. That's what opens the door. When self gives way to the wonderful life of the Son of God, and we deny self, we embrace the life of the Son of God. That's what opens the door. Do you see it? And that's what makes us conscious, not of self any longer, but conscious of Christ and of the wonder of His perfect union and fellowship in the Father and with the Father. <clears throat> and that life He has with the Father is what he ministers into you and me. So he says, Jesus Christ, here in verse 11 of Hebrews 9, came 
as high priest of the good things to come with the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is not of this creation, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood, he entered the most holy place once and for all of us, having obtained eternal redemption for if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkled the unclean, sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh, only gave like a momentary absence of the feeling of that horrible sin, but did not root it out of its nature. Only Jesus' could, blood could do that. Much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, Cleanse your conscience to serve the living God. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. When all of a sudden, finally the penny drops, as we would say, and you're, the door opens and you're no longer self-conscious, but you become Christ-conscious because the Holy Spirit is administering the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ to your heart to open the way to give you access to enter into that throne of grace and to live in that beautiful harmony with the Father without any sense of guilt, with nothing you're conscious of that He could even charge you for, with an absolute blood-washed heart and mind whiter than snow, worshiping Him in spirit and truth with such gratitude that no human mind can comprehend, but can only be revealed through the Holy Spirit, the joy of the saints in glory of which we now, that joy unspeakable and full of glory, we become partakers of living in perfect union with the Father, being of one heart and one mind and one spirit with Him and having our bodies purified with that pure water of His Holy Spirit to become the temple, the dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Oh, dear friends, how I long for you to long for this by the Holy Spirit groaning and yearning within you with jealousy to bring you into that perfect union with the Father that even now while you're in this body of death, you have this joy unspeakable and full of glory and people look at you and say, Whatever this is that you are eating, I want some of it. Whatever this is you're drinking, I want some of it. Because I look at you and I see such happiness, such contentment, such goodness. And you could say it is the fellowship I have been given with the Father through the Son. Oh, it is glorious to live in this fellowship and to share this fellowship with one another as saints. And that's what makes church so phenomenally meaningful. <laughs> There's nothing else like it in the world. And for us who now walk in the light as Christ is in the light, we have fellowship with one another because the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. Now we have fellowship, not because we have similar language, similar skin color, similar appetites, similar likes and dislikes. No, no, my dear friends, the church is an amazing place 
of people from every tongue, tribe, and nation, from every skin color, from every hairstyle, from every age, from every generation coming together in fellowship with the Father and the Son through the Holy Spirit, sharing that fellowship <clears throat> in worship and praise and love for one another as saints of God. Oh, how I love this with all my heart. So let me take you to two scriptures in closing today. How I love the fellowship of the saints. I love what David said in Psalm 101, and he says the same thing in Psalm 16. He says, my favorite thing to do is to be with God's devoted people in His presence. Oh, my dear friends, when I come to church here and we worship and sing together, especially those redemptive songs with these beautiful words that have been given by the Holy Spirit often over generations. I tell you the truth, I just can't stop singing and worshiping and weeping with gratitude to share the fellowship of the saints in the light. Colossians 1 verse 12 talks about that. So before we close, listen to this. <laughs> Ephesians 1. Just as He has chosen you and me in Christ, before even the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before Him in His great love, having predestined us long before to adoption as his sons and daughters by Jesus Christ to himself for the good pleasure of his own will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, verse 6, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. In him, in Christ, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin, according to the riches of his grace, having to the praise of the glory of His grace by which He made us accepted, by which you now have access. So Hebrews chapter 10 in closing. <clears throat> Hebrews 10. Let us therefore draw near, knowing we have Jesus. He says in verse 19, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter into the holiest of all, by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, by this new life-giving way which He consecrated for us through the veil that is His flesh, having a priest over the household of God, let us draw near with a true heart. Oh, I love that statement. In full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water, let us hold fast our confession of hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Oh, come on, I have access. I have access into the throne of His grace. I can dwell in that throne life in my moment, in my daily life and in my fellowship in prayer and see the graces and blessings and powers of His throne manifest in me and in my household and to see all the darkness flee and all the demons flee and to see the power and the glory of God manifest in me and in my household. Oh, my dear friends, believe it, you have access into the throne of grace. You do have access to the throne of grace. It's here for you through Jesus Christ. So come on, be bold. Come on in. 
it's all yours. Amen? Have a good day.